This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Poppin' congregation, it is I, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. Welcome to another installment of Scam Goddess, where we praise charlatans, criminals, flimflammers, moondogglers, all of those and above. Or maybe we don't. We'll see. Today, I'm very what? Yes, excited. I'm trying to switch up the intros for y'all. Do y'all like this ASMR? I know y'all don't like when I chew, so I'm not going to do that to the girls. But I don't know. Right in. Let me know. If I change my voice like this, would you hate me? Anyways, I'm very excited for today's guest. I truly am. I know I say that all the time, and y'all be thinking I'm lying. But I'm not, because today we have a talented comedian and writer on the show. She's the co-creator, co-star, and co-writer, all the co's, of Three Busy Debras on Adult Swim. Season one is out now on HBO. Max, and the second season will be out in 2022, so go ahead and binge it and get ready for it. Also, she co-hosts the podcast on my sister network. Sister network, I guess we're all on the same network. Look at this, it's falling <laughs> apart. Urgent Care, Urgent Care on Earwolf, which is such a funny podcast with Joel Kim Booster, who you guys know who's already been on the show and killed it. Congregation, please welcome Mitra Juhari. Hi, Mitra! Lucy. Hello! I'm gonna stop talking like that now because I feel like people are gonna turn it off. It's like, bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> I just be trying to do something different. I just be trying to switch it up. I Keep loved the it. tricks guessing. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here today. I love when we get a great podcast. This is a great podcast and also a writer and also a comedian and a stand up and an actress. Like, bitch, what don't you do? Are you tired? I'm, I'm tired, tired for you. <laughs> You ever read somebody's bio, you'd be like, damn, so you just don't be sleeping at all. Huh? I feel that way about you. <laughs> Busy. But, uh, but enough listen. time for the nails to match the walls, as I saw during the intro when the hands came up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to get these holes redone. Yes, I do love a claw, honey. I love a claw. Um, but Mitra, I have to ask you up top, okay. what is your relationship with scams? Do you like them? Do you hate them? You want to fight them? I, okay, I really gave this a lot of thought because I was listening to the podcast to prepare and I oh, was yes. like... Come on, a prepared queen! <laughs> prepared! <laughs> I especially enjoyed the um, Naomi Paragon episode. You guys talking about Showtime dancers was like, wait, 
really making me laugh. <laughs> I've I have not Naomi. yet seen a an LA Showtime. I mean, Naomi like can do anything and make me laugh, but it was <laughs> truly same. Also, she'd be having me telling all my business, which I don't appreciate. She's like a therapist. You'd be talking to her, and next thing you know, you'd be like, So yeah, the first time I stole. And I'm like, wait a minute. I know you guys went <laughs> you so deep on your massage. <laughs> <laughs> deeper than the masseuse did, child. Way deeper than he did. But yes, yeah, so what, what did you come up with when you were thinking about scams? Okay. I, for me, it's sort of a two-way street because I feel very, like, trusting and, like, very sort of open. And I, I really believe, I believe in people. So I am ripe for scams. As in, one week ago, I clicked on one of those links that's like, your password or whatever. And I clicked on oh, it. No. And yeah, and and that was really dumb. So I, I, I am ready to be scammed. But I do feel also like I I really celebrate a scam I love a scam I do a scam I I think my 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 like clearest that I thought of was um in college so I went to school in Ohio and I mm-hmm. really wanted to move to New York I really wanted to work an intern for late night but I also really really wanted to drop out of school which I did, but I, so I, you uh, did. Oh my gosh. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> you left you. that scam of I university. I left that scam. Well, I, and in the best way possible, which is I, I went to school for free and then I dropped out. So there was nothing was lost in the process. Hell yeah. See, that's how you drop out of school. Okay. Don't, <laughs> you don't got to pay them bitches back. Cause I can imagine if I dropped out of school and them bitches was like, Hey, we still need some coins for that meal plan. No, Mm -hmm. bitch, I don't go there no more. I don't know you. We broke up. That's how I feel about student loans. Bitch, we broke up. I left college. What you talking about? Pay you. No, I don't know you no more. You know what I mean? But yes, so you left in in the most beautiful scammy way. You left school. Left school, but first, so I got the internship. You had to be enrolled in school to get the internship, got the internship, mm. and then a day later dropped out of school <laughs> so that I, Very could, smart. So I had something to do when I got there. So that was you like- You still had my, an EDU email? I still had the EDU. Yeah. I'm sure the EDU is still out there somewhere uh, collecting dust, but I, I did, I got the thing. So that was like the clearest scam that I could think of that worked. Um, but I'm not like, I think I'm just like not savvy enough, but I feel like I, I like really like relish in like your like Anna Delvey's or like the people who really scam like Richie Rich like uh like society girls I think that's kind of my favorite and like the housewives universe like I feel like that to me is like a world full of scammers and people who are scammed that whole that whole community to me is like all fraudulent and I really love them I give them a lot of my time Right? It's the scam of personality with them because I, you know, I'm a selling sunset hoe. And, you are. Um, I love yes. selling sunset. I love selling sunset. <laughs> I love watching gentrification in real time. There was an episode where they were like at a, the, this $40 mansion and that was being built on like new property. And they were like, the street name is Pinto. That's just, it's not giving what we need for to sell this $40 million house. Pinto, which is a Spanish word. So they were like, mm, we're going to change it to Hummingbird Lane. I said, no, no they I just watched gentrification <laughs> in front of my very irises. Oh and my god! They and like it is the most like uncanny. Like imagine having any of those conversations. Like if you were like with one of your best friends and you're just sitting there and you're like, "How are you? I'm good." No, seriously, like I'm good too. Like I'm like have like 
I'm like having a, like, and it's like, that's it. They're like, just saying like the same phrase over that. Like, oh, you're good. That's so good. I'm so glad you're good. I'm good too. No, you're good. That's great. I'm good too. Yeah. I'm the good whole too. Scene. Except for there's <laughs> just been some drama. Like I saw a beautiful white lady cry about something so <laughs> inconsequential. And I was like, I love this. Like, I want to <laughs> cry about dumb shit. I'm tired of crying about real pain, bitch. I want to cry because I, I got to Whole Foods and they ran out oat milk. I want to cry about that. <laughs> Intergenerational, like, first generation immigrant trauma. Who? Right? I'm crying about coffee. <laughs> right. Starbucks missed my order again. <laughs> and I want, I want to have a breakdown. I want to have a That's minty beat. <laughs> what a dream. What a dream. What a Instead dream. of paying hundreds of dollars a week for my therapist to tell me, yeah. Same. Like, <laughs> it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to stay sad. <laughs> and I have a black lady therapist, so we just be commiserating sometimes. It's like, yeah, it's just hard out here. I'm like, damn, like, what the hell? But I also wanted to say that I would really love to start a career singing on Sun and Sunset. Because you know how oh. I think they have one lady who sings all the songs and the songs are just like, I'm living my life. I am a wife. My boobs are fake. Don't give me shit. I am a queen. And it's like, the <laughs> sun is shining. Have some fun. <laughs> Literally. It's like cocktails in the afternoon. Do, 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 do. Ride my car with the top down. Girls in the backseat living my life. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the transition music. Like, bitch, what? <laughs> Dream job. And they're all like 10 seconds long. You don't have to flesh out an idea. Oh. No chorus. It's all vibes. <laughs> Girl, like, that's what I'm saying. It's all vibes. Like, look, I know y'all doing the pop thing, but if y'all ever want to mix it up and do some like fake Doja Cat or like some like, let me get in there and like, want to know what it's like selling this house tonight. You know, like, let me get in there. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa. High heels in the dirt. <laughs> Walking around with the shortest guys. <laughs> With the shortest guys. And that's a scam, too. How these two little, little, little baby-sized men who, you know, look, nobody gets to choose their height, okay? I'm 5'9". I chose my height. I don't care what y'all say. I don't care what the photos say. I'm 5'9", and y'all know this. But these two little men then ga- gathered up a harem of bad bitches. And Just hot women. Hot, aggressively hot women. Like, and you can tell that, like, it, look, if y'all in the service industry and you're doing bottles or whatever and you're aggressively hot, maybe get your real estate license because I just feel like there's a place <laughs> in real estate for really, really bad bitches where you can start making like even more money than you make right now. Because all of them women have, de- they get, they give like, we used to be bottle service girls before we got into real estate. It's I, just the tiny tattoos, yes, like, you know, I, a little star behind the ear. That like <laughs> middle, like top of spine tattoo. I'm like, yes. I think that's also why the, I like gravitate to this show is because I'm like, all these women have like been through something. Like, <laughs> like every now and then I'll like forget about Chriselle's life. And then there'll just be this moment where she's like, yeah. And it like reminds me of like when my whole family was sleeping in one car and I'm like, right. Oh my God. <laughs> right. Right. You have been oh, through fuck. some shit. But it's the scam of personality. Imagine coming from a different socioeconomical position, like arguably a lower one, or at least financially, and then making it to the point where you're hobnobbing with billionaires and you're making all this commission off of them. Like that's a scam. Like that's a scam of personality. When you, I think being a housewife is such a beautiful scam. Cause it's like, you woke up and you were like, I am too sexy to pay for things. <laughs> <laughs> And I love, I love that. I love it. <laughs> I'm tired of buying my own things. 
I'm going to go to the gym some more because I, I don't need, need to, to do that. <laughs> I don't need to do that. There is someone who will do that for me. <laughs> and I love it. I love them just being like the ghetto, us buying things for ourselves. Like, go off, queens. <laughs> we love it. But yes, I like, okay, so I like your relate. You like to watch the scams. You're like a voyeur for the scams. But I will say that you said you weren't savvy. I think it's very fucking savvy to be like, I'm going to drop out of college, but I know that they want this EDU email. So I'm going <laughs> to give it a, a couple more days. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm savvy in that way. Like, I, I think like, like, none, none of the scams in my life are, like, cool, but they, like, they work. <laughs> I would argue that's pretty damn cool because you are a very talented and established, successful writer and creator. <laughs> and you knew college was not where you needed to be, robbing you of your time and your genius. Thank so, you. That, I thank love you. that for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into our first segment here. Like, I know y'all did not just talk about Sully Sunset for five minutes. Yes, we did. And what and, about it? And we got a record deal out of it, so... <laughs> Laughing all the way to the bank, bitch. <laughs> right. We we'll wait till you hear our voices on the on the uh, fourth season, okay? <laughs> Living my life. Y'all better get ready. <laughs> I want I want a full like like an I want us to make an album that is three hundred tracks and they're all five seconds long, just like four <laughs> sentences each. <laughs> Incredibly specific. Having a dog birthday party. Ow. <laughs> like, I'm the one with the brown hair. <laughs> So hard having brown hair. <laughs> like, let us have this. Y'all know we need to have this. Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and get into it with our 30 first minutes segment later, here. 30 right, minutes literally. <laughs> What's hot in fraud? This is where we warn our listeners about a popular scam in the zeitgeist. Or more often than not, we get a listener letter from you guys as always. Snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure that your scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes, fuck up your bag. <laughs> so today I need a fake name, Mitra, for we don't care about gender, for this wonderful person. Okay, um, let's do Chriselle. <laughs> Chriselle, yes, yes. Let's keep it in the keep come it in the on, family. Chriselle, <laughs> keep it in the real estate family. Living our lives, doing a podcast. <laughs> Y'all gonna hate me by the end of this. I'm so sorry. Okay, so oh, you said some nice things up top, Chriselle. Yeah, I'm not gonna read it, but I do say thank you. I appreciate you. So, so boom. Oh, first of all, I love a I love a story that just starts with okay. So boom, like yes, you know it's gonna be tasty. Okay, delicious. <laughs> okay, so boom. I decided to have a little personal reflection time if you catch my drift. Oh, what was you doing? It had been a long day and I needed a break. I wanted a little something different. So I turned to Beyonce's internet for inspiration. This is so vague, but I think I know what this is. Is it? Is, okay. <laughs> Are they Me trying off? to be better in 2021. What did you say? Are they jerking off? Is yes, that yes. Okay. They're doing, we call it home passion on this podcast. They're doing their home passion. <laughs> so, oh sometimes you got to do your home passion. Okay. Oh my God. Sometimes you got to be your own lover. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and be like, oh. I want to be your lover <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> into it where is the merch (laughs) (laughs) so me trying to be better in 2021 decided to actually pay for the content that i watch sex workers deserve their coins amen yes they do i found what i thought was a free trial on a site now you said you was gonna give them some money you looking at a free trial i don't know 
<laughs> I'm gonna give him some money, but only after <laughs> only, only before the 30 I day trial. <laughs> in the 21 days. Only if I forget to send the alarm on my calendar. <laughs> right. Because I love a 21 day free trial because that's a scam. Because when you look at 21 days, it's like the 99 price mark. You look at 21 days, you're like, oh, I got a month. No, you don't have a month. You have three weeks. But by the time you get to the end of the month, you'd be like, damn. <laughs> 21 days is up. That was brilliant. <laughs> Whoever decided 21, very cute. <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, you can have a free trial for nine days. How long is nine days, bitch? That's less, more than a week, but less than two weeks, huh? That's a, <laughs> small business owners out there, tw- do a nine-day return policy. Make it an amount that no one can do the math in their head. <laughs> <laughs> you have 94 hours to return. <laughs> like, bitch, what? <laughs> you have exactly 67 minutes to try out Peacock for free. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I'm trying to watch a movie. That's it's long as that. Nah, 67. You better Sorry. get to the. <laughs> You're welcome for 67. <laughs> Come on, because Peacock needs these subscribers. So, <laughs> I'm into it. Paramount, let's do that too. Let's let's also do that. <laughs> so they they said you know they they were gonna get the free trial, right? So I found what I thought was a free trial site, but I had to input my credit card info. Okay, you know how that goes. I've done this before with no repercussions as so long as you cancel before the trial runs out, which, Chrishell, you said you was going to pay the sex workers. That don't sound like you (laughs) you was going to pay them. It sounded like you was going to cancel. I did it without thinking too much, and immediately Bank of America said, no, girl. I took that as a sign. I just need to take my tired ass to bed. Damn. So you after that, she was like, you're not going to make love to yourself? You turned over and didn't make no love to yourself? <laughs> wow. If I was yourself, I'd be upset. I'd be like, we can't have? Okay. Just because of the free trial? All right. <laughs> <laughs> you're worth it, babe. <laughs> you're, you're worth it. Make love to you. But Bank of America is like that because I have some homegirls who are on OnlyFans. And I remember at Christmas, I was like, let me go and just like, I wasn't going to watch the content because it was like the homies. Like, but I was like, let me just put a little coin in there, you know, to support. It was like mid pandemic. I was like, let me just go ahead and get on OnlyFans and do my Christian duties. But but Bank of America really does not play when it comes to like uh, any sex sites. They'd be like, oh, girl, we know this isn't you. You don't have sex. This is when you start fucking. Mm, no. You stick to the rivers and lakes you're used to, bitch, because Bank of America will not fund this. <laughs> mine, mine, I always get, like, if I try to buy something nice, it's like, no. <laughs> yes. No, you're not. I tried to get, like, a nice, like, blazer, and my card got shut down. <laughs> They're like, you, you're buying a blazer, bitch? No, you're not. <laughs> to wear. To wear. To wear, Mitra. We know what you do for a living. We know what you look like. We know how you dress. <laughs> you be dressing cute, but they was like, you don't be wearing no business attire. Bitch, what the fuck is you doing in Ann Taylor law? Get nice out of try, Nice try, slut. <laughs> <laughs> Go take your ass back to Shein <laughs> and quit playing with us. <laughs> So a few days later, I saw this charge from a weird website. I looked at the website and found the owner to be some dude named Terrence in Florida. <laughs> wow, you really out in Terrence in Florida. You have to put his government in here, but we don't got his <laughs> last name. It's cool. I thought I was a I thought it was fraud, but I wanted to wait until the charge processed so that I could file a dispute. Once it was processed, I called the number on the charge and they were really, really sketchy. They wanted my card number, my name, and other information I would not give them. I come from a family of lawyers, in parentheses. 
I filled out a dispute. Later that day, Bank of America said, no, girl. <laughs> Damn, Bank of America just <laughs> say, no, 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 no. We ain't giving you money, 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 money. Like, they not giving you money ever. Damn. Are you sure it's the Bank of America? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, I mean... <laughs> They do have to give you your money. Like, they can't always say no, but okay. (laughs) So Bank of America said no, girl, to another charge from a different sketchy website. Eventually, I realized that I had been scammed and that my card info had been disseminated to dozens of adult websites that I never visited. Mm. Wow. Damn. (laughs) Damn. So basically, he went to one sketchy website. and And there are so many legitimate, like options for porn that I'm like what website were you on like yeah. booty dot vpn dot <laughs> like <laughs> dot know, go there's daddy a lot, there's a lot <laughs> out there <laughs> like there's a lot of porn sites I just feel like you, you gotta go to the main ones I, I don't I'm not gonna you're not gonna catch me on something that's not a uh, pretty mainstream you not know, if Tyga hasn't rapped about it, I'm probably not going to go on that site. You know? <laughs> if, I, if I don't see, like, an alt comedian wearing it on a shirt, like, <laughs> <laughs> then I'm not going. If they don't have merch for the site, I'm not going. I so, want a, de- a dedicated merch store. <laughs> <laughs> well, your porn site is so big that people are like, yes, I would like to wear that across my chest out on the streets. I would like a mug. So <laughs> Sip from it and then, think about it. Then I will be subscribing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So it says at the end here, please warn the girls, the gays, and the days. Only provide your credit card to reputable corn. That's what the kids on TikTok call it. Don't get caught up like me. And yes, I know I was dumb for this, LOL. Sincerely, <laughs> Chriselle. Okay, I'm not going to call you dumb. You Now, I am going to say you was scamming us talking about you wanted to support the sex workers when you know you was going to cancel that free trial and not give the girls <laughs> a single ducat. And I look, I love we've we've expressed that we love a free trial, but (laughs) it is not in line with your mission statement. (laughs) (laughs) It's not adding up. It's not your mission statement. It's not really the resume not adding up to that. Like the cover letter ain't really giving what the resume giving. Like it's not adding up. Oh, my God. Do people still uh, in like nine to fives? Like, do they still do cover letters and and, and resumes? Yeah. That's ghetto. I'm not writing you a letter to get a job, bitch. I barely want a job. <laughs> Give me the job or don't. Look, I, I would love to have a skill that would require a cover letter. <laughs> There's, I can't do anything. I don't know how to do fucking anything. Our skills are vibes. It's more of a feeling, yeah. you know? <laughs> That's why we show up in person and get on Zoom meetings and shit. It's not an interview. It's just like, what's... Do we feel like you could create some scammy content that wouldn't make people entertain or no? You want to be in a room with me, right? Right. <laughs> you want to you want you wanted to have coffee with me? Yeah. <laughs> you want to sit in a room and, and and bounce ideas off each other and put them on a whiteboard? You you like me enough for that? Cool. <laughs> like mission statements, cover letters. Also like that's too much work for a job that I don't have. Like Mm-mm. I'm not even employed here yet. Y'all want me to get on Microsoft Word? The ghetto. No, absolutely not. But we're we're we are memorizing 15 pages worth of material for for nothing. Also, <laughs> so yeah. Oh, we're wasting time. 
<laughs> we were talking about that. I had tweeted about that. And then uh, hashtag booked, which if you're an actor, you want to see like cool, funny content. Shout out to Daniel Pinnock. Um, they have a great uh, Instagram account. And they were talking about that, how actors are getting really fatigued with like casting directors. Because right now, um, I know this might be foreign to you if you're not in this business. But um, when you're auditioning for jobs in the before times, BC, before COVID, you would go in person to several different auditions at several different casting locations and hello hey hey going schmooze you know suck a little dick and uh, metaphorically sometimes not i'm so sorry it's a bad world we live in but um but you know and then you do your audition and you leave and those tended to be shorter because they could give you adjustments they could tell you like oh it's actually more of a character like this like read it like this this time or that now because of covid we're all taping our own auditions and now these motherfuckers are sending out movies and tv shows talking about make the whole movie yes (laughs) shoot the whole show and then maybe we'll give you a job but don't worry it's already in some bigger actress's inbox and we're just waiting to see if she gonna say yes but you go ahead and shoot the movie though (laughs) for free or go pay somebody to shoot the movie for you and then you come out of pocket which is what I do (laughs) oh my god I go to a wonderful self-tape studio where they charge a lot of fucking money and and then it's trash and then you never hear anything yeah, and then and then the movie star says, oh, fine, I'll do it. Literally. <laughs> the movie star gets an offer, which is what it's called. Sometimes when you get famous enough or people have seen enough of your work, people will just reach out. Like, Meryl Streep's not auditioning to get into another miniseries and put in some fake teeth. Like, the girls know <laughs> when to call Meryl. And then they call Meryl, and they're like, please, Meryl, I'll suck your dick, Meryl. Please do this job for Universal. <laughs> and Meryl's like, mm, oh. And while she's mm and eyeing, <laughs> you're taping hundreds it. of women are taping. <laughs> hundreds of women are putting on blonde wigs and, uh, and, and doing their best Miranda Priestly. That's all. You know, they sitting there doing the monologues. Meanwhile, <laughs> Mary over after- here. Three weeks of ums and ahs. Right. And mind you, the, she's umming and on, and they're also like, Meryl, we will give you millions. And whatever you want, we will build a house for you on the lot. Brand new. And she's like, mm. <laughs> like, and you're working your ass off for free. Uh, so that's how it works. That's a part of the industry scam that we live in. Oh, the last thing I want to say about this. And this is not related to acting, but I've been seeing this on Reddit and on Twitter that companies like Applebee's and Chili's and other places are putting out job application notices and saying, like, we pay $15 an hour. And then when you show up, they like, OK, so we pay $11 an hour. What? And it's like becoming a thing. I've been reading about it on Twitter and on Reddit, like, and people are posting the actual job postings and stuff because they're pissed. So I'm like, y'all, I don't know, maybe call ahead and see if they lying about their job posts because the girls are out here talking about, yeah, yeah, we're going to give you a living wage. Just come on in here and fill out an application. That's wild. <laughs> Fuck that. They're like, you got the job. It's $11 an hour. You still want it? You desperate, Damn. right? Just trying to get them in the door. I'm like, that's so shady. Like, Fuck we. That. Like, there's no, sh- like, the people do want to work. People just don't want to be slaves no more. So the whole branding of, you know, big corporations right now, like, there's a shortage of people in the job market. It's like, no, people don't want to be abused anymore. Yes. People want to be able to pay rent when they work full time. It's like, <laughs> oh, y'all want, like, adequate money? Oh, okay, okay. Y'all don't want to have to work three jobs? Well, wow. that's not fair. <laughs> Where's your American spirit? Companies are people. 
<laughs> oh God, Twitter. Companies are people. God. Companies are people. <laughs> I'm so tired of Twitter and, and, and Twitter companies. It was cute at first, but now I feel like they done hired every intern from TikTok and they're just like, self-care Sunday, get in Target. <laughs> what? I quit Twitter and I feel um, randomly happier. <laughs> <laughs> randomly. <laughs> Completely uncorrelated. <laughs> I'm like a Twitter, like, I'll get on there in spurts and I'll just be tweeting up a storm and then I'll be gone for weeks. (laughs) That's the way to do it. I was getting mad like 20 times a day and I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) This is so, I'm going to be 80 and think about how much time I was being mad at my phone at strangers. Have you ever seen the art? Uh, there's some photographer who did uh, photo shoots where he was taking pictures of people on their phones and then he was removing the phone from the photo and post. And we all just look insane. It's just uh, people like staring at their hands like very aggressively. I, that <laughs> it's makes me so like, creepy. so embarrassed and I haven't even seen it. I just know because I know I know how I look. <laughs> I'll try to find some photos for you guys um, and post them with this episode of the (laughs) people staring at phones being removed because it is it's kind of dystopian and creepy. I was like, damn, life is bad. (laughs) (laughs) But guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be back with my favorite part of the show. Historic hoodwinks. Scams! Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a showstopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her 
her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing right over there. I got on the underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. Cut! And we are back. And it's time for me to regale Mitra with a historic caper criminal group of criminals. We don't know yet, but we do know it will be fun. Um, <laughs> I do have a warning, content warning up top here. There will be a mention of a murder. Um, you know, we try to keep murders off of this podcast because that's not our thing. We don't want to hear about nice white ladies being murdered to death. But um, <laughs> I'm here to come out and no, we just want to hear about them selling houses. Selling houses. <laughs> selling houses, not getting murdered. It's Tuesday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what we want to hear. She makes it home okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bop. That's my favorite bop. She makes it home okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want that for all of you. All of you. It's what we deserve. <laughs> First single off our 900 track album. <laughs> it's going to be a good album, guys. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. So today we're talking about Christian Gerhardt's writer. Wow, what a last name. Won't be saying that again. <laughs> <laughs> So most notoriously known as Clark Rockefeller, spent 30 years passing himself off as an educated, wealthy aristocrat. But underneath his career of charming his way to social clubs, he lied a darker figure, one that would include murder and kidnapping. Ooh, not the napping. <laughs> so Christian's early life. Christian grew up in Bergen, Germany, and it's an awkward, fantasy-obsessed boy, craving a fresh start in a new country. Who called him awkward and fantasy-obsessed? Because somebody had to weigh in on that, right? <laughs> I feel like he wouldn't call himself that. Like, who did y'all interview? And they were like, yeah, oh, Chris? Yeah, he was very awkward and fantasy-obsessed. <laughs> Constantly writing fanfic. But not for fun stuff. It was like Margaret Thatcher getting boned. And we were like, what? What is this? <laughs> what does that mean? So this is a picture of him. This is Clark Rockefeller in 2008. And this is Christian Carl. So, oh, wow. Huh. So wait, why are they giving me two different names? Because this is, okay, so it's the same person, but they're just showing us. So in 1978... How old is this man? Because he actually doesn't look that old in this 2008 okay, photo. That's I, I didn't want to say it, but I was like, he aged really well. <laughs> is he a vampire? <laughs> I don't want to compliment a guy who seems like he's going to be a villain. But, like, <laughs> but I will say. Yeah, it's given like he's giving grown man in 1978. And then like he's giving like tech startup guy in 2008. And I'm confused because there's so many years in between there. Uh... That's like 30 years. Like, how does he... Maybe maybe the photo quality just wasn't good in Germany in 1978, because... Yeah. Also, I mean, sometimes, like, like dorks look old when they're young. <laughs> As a dork. 
<laughs> Maybe, because I think now that I think about it, my first headshot, I straight up looked like Michelle Obama. Like, Dude, I was like I, a grown lady. <laughs> I found my senior pictures from when I was in high school. Um, and I was like straightening my hair and doing my eyebrows in this insane way. Actually, I will see if I, I want to see if I can find it. Oh my God, if you find this, I will die. so... Also, Bleak. <laughs> in the 2000s, I remember the thin brow had a hold on the community because we all wanted to look older. I'm so mad at myself for it. I was eight years old, plucking my eyebrows. They never, never grew back the same. Now I got to oh, yeah. draw these bitches on. I know. So, mine are all patchy now because I fucked them up so bad. And I would bl- burn my hair every single day. Just nasty shit. <laughs> anything I could do to look like an old ass lady I was doing. <laughs> I, I think, y'all know on this podcast I wore suits to school I just wanted to be an old ass lady oh. not even like a sexy bad bitch like I was just trying to be fucking Margaret Thatcher so <laughs> I, I don't know why she's on my brain today but okay <laughs> thinking of you queen psych <laughs> legends only legends only honey <laughs> so start in a new country, he showed up unannounced on the doorstep of a Connecticut family that he had met on a train trip in 1978 at age 17. If I meet anybody on the train, which is already one of the scammiest modes of transportation, and that motherfucker show up at my house, how did he even know where they lived? They must have told him. <laughs> Too trusting. Too trusting. This is the 70s, though. That's when everybody's leaving their door unlocked. He probably didn't have to knock. He just came in and was like, I live here now. They're like, great. We've got a room all made up for you. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) You want some 70s food? What were people eating in the 70s? I don't know. Tab. (laughs) You want some tab? That was my mom's drink of choice. And I feel like she was like the last person to buy tab. Like We we were having tab like well into where I was in high school. She she wouldn't give it up. She was she was keeping tab open. Yeah, she was keeping the lights on at the tab factory. (laughs) They're like, guys, we really need to shut down. No, we have one dedicated customer. (laughs) We will serve her. Joy is thirsty. (laughs) But tab. So he stayed with them for a time and eventually ended up with the nearby Savio family. Now, American Christian modeled himself after the Gilligan's Island character Thurston Howell III, even affecting a similar mid-Atlantic accent and expecting every morning for his breakfast to be prepared and his clothes to be washed. Now, how you moving in with other people's family talking about some, they got to work for you? This is some white man behavior if I've ever seen it. I want this for me. I'm tired I of paying bills. I want, I want to show up to somebody else's house and be like, I live here now. Remember we met on that train? On the Amtrak? Yeah, so I live here now. And yeah, we, we also, spoke once. So <laughs> you serve me. You, you serve me now. You work for me. I need this laundry done. And, and who going to poach these eggs? These are my questions. Oh my gosh, Mitra, this photo. <laughs> Come on with this bang and this straight hair. It's so fucked up. Is she not a decade older than me? (laughs) (laughs) She's looking grown. And she's she's posed out. She's laid out. What were those poses they had us doing in senior pictures? So bleak. (laughs) But so happy. I'll never... That light in the eye? Gone. (laughs) Spark? That flitter? Before I knew the world was fucked? Oh, man. Do miss that glint in my eye. Uh, I think they got an app for that now. I just put it back in on airbrush. (laughs) I put, I put hope back in my eyes on your brush. <laughs> it works the same. <laughs> so he was eventually kicked out when he refused to get up from the couch to unlock the door for one of the family's young daughters. What? Uh, <laughs> so they cleaning, cooking for you, and, and they, 
and you won't open the door to the to the to the house that's not yours for your employee <laughs> <laughs> whose house actually belongs to her okay so when he left he went on to study film at the university of wisconsin this time going by chris kenneth gerhardt shortly after that he married a woman he barely knew in order to obtain a green card to vote for ronald reagan in the 1980 presidential election <laughs> what a sentence <laughs> For you didn't reason- want to be a citizen just so, I don't know, you don't get deported. You wanted to vote for Reagan. <laughs> the trap king and his trap queen, Nancy Reagan. Nancy Crack <laughs> Reagan. I believe in Reagan so much. <laughs> that I'm going to marry a random ass woman <laughs> so I can cast my vote. Take a for- test. <laughs> Pledge my allegiance to the flag <laughs> so I can vote for an actor turned president. And wow. he studied film also. Massive red flag. <laughs> right. <laughs> as, if, as if he wasn't scary enough already. Any, any <laughs> man study like, film? <laughs> I'm going to study film. I'm going to know everything about film. That way I can get on Twitter and reply to everyone correcting them. <laughs> I'm going to ruin everyone's fun. That's the major <laughs> where you want to ruin people's fun. You're like, what, y- y'all enjoying things? Let me tell you why you shouldn't. <laughs> I wrote nine paragraphs on Letterbox about this, actually. <laughs> Did you know this is a Dutch angle? Like, bro, we, <laughs> we don't need this. So once he had his green card in hand, they went through a quickie divorce and he took off for Los Angeles, where he once again found a new identity. So... They went through a quickie divorce. Did sis want to get divorced? Like, was... I mean, she got out, and we have to celebrate that. We do. (laughs) I wish she could have gotten an annulment. I'm so sorry. Like, is there no rule? I don't watch 90 Day Fiance that much. When you get married for a green card, you don't have to stay married for any period of time? I have no idea. Maybe it's gotten stricter since this or something. I'm not sure. I feel like they're, I feel like they're really keeping tabs now, <laughs> but maybe they were then. Right. I feel like with 90 Day Fiance, they must have been like, we're, we, we're going to keep up with this. Yeah. <laughs> so Christopher Cheechinch. <laughs> Christopher Cheechester, named after an old high school English teacher, found his new home in the wealthy suburb of San Marino, 18 miles east of Los Angeles. So now he's going by uh, Chris Cheech. So with his high-class fashion, impeccable manners, and aristocratic accent, Chris was soon escorting the town's elderly <laughs> widows around, enjoying okay. their big houses and their lavish lifestyles. So now he's a gigolo. Did he write this? Like, it's like so complimentary to him. Like, with his he was, nice, fancy accent and very sexy he was. With his objectively good style and perfect personality. <laughs> Above average penis size. Like, <laughs> Who wrote this? Rippling washboard abs. <laughs> Are we being scammed? I, Chris, did you write this? www.chris.com. <laughs> if you want to donate to like, yeah, it feels like I'm working for you now. I think he got me to work for him as well. He came to my podcast and said, I own this now. You work for me. <laughs> oh my God. Sirius XM just bought out by Chris. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he's out here being a gigolo for all the elderly hoes. And, you know, I'm not mad at that. You know, everybody needs to get, they they lavish, um, everybody needs to have their home passion. And sometimes you need <laughs> someone to share it with. Mm-hmm. So he, he also started claiming that he was an English royalty. In fact, he said he was the descendant of Lord Mountbatten, the British naval officer and last British viceroy of India, and Sir Francis Chichester, who was knighted for sailing his ship around the world. You know, when people be saying they were, like, sailing their ships around the world back in the day, was they really? (laughs) How do you know you actually made it around the whole world? They don't. That's the thing. (laughs) Are you just saying that? That feels like a scam. Like, I feel like just because you sailed it and then you came back, we don't know if you just did a little loop-de-loop or some donuts in the ocean and then pulled back up to the coast. (laughs) I don't know. If you're on your ship for a long time, you went around the world. You went around the world. (laughs) (laughs) How long was it go? Four months? Okay, that's not about a world's trip. You went around the world. (laughs) That's not about how big the world is. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go around the I'm going to be on a ship for four months? No, he went around the world. We just trust him. (laughs) Just put the sword on him. Put the the knight in. What does that even mean anyway? Yeah, give him him the ribbon. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) So he became a town darling as a Rotarian and member of the city club. What is a Rotarian? Okay, so a Rotary International is an international service organization meant to draw business leaders to help people. So I guess he was just smoking cigars and getting business people to, like, give up their money? Rotarian is not a rotisserie chicken. (laughs) 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 Immediately what I thought. Rotarian, the guy guy who makes the rotisserie chicken. Yeah, he (laughs) was in Boston Market, which uh, made him famous. No. So he even got his own public access television show inside San Marino. Chris eventually turned his ability to worm his way into anything towards the famed University of Southern California's film school. So now he's back on his film shit. (laughs) USC. That's a good place to go talk about films. My man. So Chris's story now was that he was an MFA student in film, which he used to get him in and his friends passes to a USC party attended by a number of Hollywood stars, including director Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, to celebrate the opening of Marsha Lucas post-production building. So basically the the celebrities, the the Spielbergs, the George Lucases, they they threw their coins together and they bought a building and then they said, hey, y'all come over here, get drunk. Let's celebrate you giving us your money to the university. So he somehow finagled his way into this function. Now he's hobnobbing with Mr. Star Wars. This I'm fine with. <laughs> yeah. No issues. I would I would do the same. So the Sohus. Here we go. While Chris was partying with Hollywood film royalty, he was living rent-free in a guest dwelling behind the main house of Ruth Didi Sohouse, known to San Marino as a recluse alcoholic. Okay. That's that's trash. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Dark turn. Yeah, alcoholism is a disease and you shouldn't take advantage of people who are struggling. And that's that's trash. Uh, but obviously this man doesn't care. He's going to take advantage of everybody. So friction arose when Dee Dee's adopted son, John, moved back in with his mother along with his wife, Linda. So we had to see a picture of John, Linda, and four cats and a horse. So in 2009, okay, so this is John and Linda. Linda... This looks like a wedding day photo, but Linda's mm-hmm. giving. Was Linda high? We're we're not celebrating in this photo. <laughs> <laughs> Linda's looking like, is it over yet? 
Linda. We're not seeing elation in the photo. We're not we're not seeing bliss. Right. <laughs> Linda's giving, I don't want to marry my husband. No, no, no. I don't want to marry my husband. Do, no, do, no, do. No. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2009, a nineteen ninety-five episode of Unsolved Mysteries called San Marino Bones was discovered about the year of 1985 when Chris resided with them. Mm. So Unsolved Mysteries has pulled up into the chat. Now, we don't know why they pulled up into the chat. (laughs) We're getting there. (laughs) But apparently there is a mystery here that is unsolved. According to the episode, in early 1985, John and Linda told friends they had landed an important job with the U.S. government satellite program and had to immediately leave for New York, but they would be back soon. Eight weeks later, there was still no sign of them. So remember... Things were on the rocks with uh, Dee Dee, who has the house and is a recluse and, you know. But then John pulled up to the scene with his wife now, who's very enthusiastic about love and not not money. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they were like, hey, y'all, actually, we, um, we're going to New York for a very secret mission. And, we're uh, spies. We- <laughs> <laughs> we're spies. I just got a letter from John and Linda saying that they spies now and don't contact them and they're very much alive. No questions asked. <laughs> it actually says don't ask no questions in, in the signature line. Sounds not, not- good. <laughs> what? So eight weeks later, there's no sign of them. But they said, look, we got to work with the U.S. government. Don't y'all love Ronald Reagan? Anyway, um, have y'all seen that new George Lucas movie? Anyways, don't contact us. (laughs) Seriously, we're busy. We're busy being spies. (laughs) The letter was all over the place, guys. But we'll we'll believe him for now, I guess. So the episode depicted Dee Dee not giving any information when Linda's sister called looking for the couple and refusing to file a missing persons report. So, all right, we got a clip from the Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, Let's see this clip. This is Dee Dee, and she was asked questions by the Popo and refused to give any information uh, when Linda's sister called looking for the couple, and she refused to file a missing person report because she said, they working for the government. It's a secret. You can't file the report. Remember Ronald Reagan? You're going to blow their cover. (laughs) You're going to blow their cover. They're spies who also like to fight. That's not a cartoon. I'm hanging up. (laughs) <laughs> so let's see, let's see what Dee Dee's talking about. It was very frustrating in all my conversations with Mrs. Sohas to get the same stories, slightly altered, but still the same story about Linda and John being on a secret mission. All right, and we'll stop there. Whoa. <laughs> She said they're not. I just feel like when the police show up and they're like, hey, do you have any information on these people? If you can't tell people where they are, <laughs> and all you got is they're not missing. Like we put you in cuffs immediately. What you mean they're not missing? We didn't even say if they was missing. We asked you if you knew where they were. You could just say I don't know where they are. That's the logical response. Is I don't know where they are. You're not supposed to knock on the popo. Not gonna know. Hey, have you seen Linda and John? They not dead. <laughs> <laughs> what? They not buried in my yard. Stop asking. What? Nobody asked you that. Answer the question you have been asked. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that every time Linda's sister called the store again, wild and wild. So listen, they got on this rocket ship. Like on to they they say they gotta go to Mars because they having landslides. Google it. Um and um 
They told me they was going to be back. They left the suitcase. Do you want this suitcase? It's green. <laughs> anyway, like, it's like, what are we talking about? That's what I asked you. So, all right, Didi, you wild. I don't feel as bad for uh, Chris scamming you because, Didi, you a wild girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't know what's going on. So it wasn't until Chris disappeared five months after John and Linda's disappearance that it was discovered that he was the secret source that had supplied the Sohas with the information about the jobs. No. So three... Oh, yes. Yeah, about to be bad, y'all. Uh, heads up if you want to speed through this part. Three plastic bags of human remains were unearthed in May 1994 while workers were digging a hole for a swimming pool. According to a neighbor, Chris had borrowed a chainsaw from him about the time that John and Linda went to New York, in quotes. In spite of that fact, an old acquaintance says that he had never picked up a fucking tool in his life. So this is Chris's friend saying that... Yes, he was sexy and he had washboard abs, but I have never seen him use a chainsaw. But he was also very well dressed and endowed, but no chainsaw. <laughs> Lord. According to Chris's hairdresser, you know hairdressers be talking. You know they be spilling the tea. <laughs> so according to Chris's hairdresser, John had started to become suspicious that Chris was both stealing money from his alcoholic mother and attempting to have an affair with Linda. So we already saw that Linda was not here for the love. Mm-hmm. In, we saw it in her eyes. Like, she was like, let's get this wedding over with. <laughs> um, so now John is suspicious that... Linda is getting it in with washboard abs, well-dressed Chris, and that Chris is stealing money from Dee Dee, the conspiracy theorist who is very good at talking to the authorities. <laughs> no one suspected Chris while he was in San Marino, despite the fact that five months after the Soho's disappeared, he skipped town with the couple's truck. Okay, but to mm. be fair, he's probably helping with the mission. <laughs> <laughs> so did Didi believe in this mission? She must have. Oh, she so, might have. Didi, Didi is the tr- the most well, not the most tragic figure, but a tragic figure for sure. Yeah, Didi, I take it all back. Maybe you're not as shady. You know, you really just thought that the mission was happening, and you didn't know. And that's oh. that was your story. And you was sticking to it, sis. God, who, who wouldn't trust the the best dressed man in America? <laughs> the most handsome okay (laughs) the best talker Uh, he had a public access show how dare we not trust this man so in late 1988 a man calling himself christopher crow got an interview with the venture capitalist saint phelps in greenwich connecticut who hired him at a leading brokerage firm as a computer whiz wow so chris somehow now knows how to work computers chris was abruptly fired when the social security number he used to apply for the wall street broker's license was looked up and it was found to belong to the son of sam killer david berkowitz oh son of sam yeah son of sam David Berkowitz. Okay. Whoa. So this is David Berkowitz that we're looking at? Mm-hmm. Wow. So despite having no college degree or practically any experience in anything, Chris was next hired to be the head in a department of a firm on Wall Street with an estimated annual base salary of $150,000, approximately $350,000 today. Talk about failing up. So he got a job, and then he gave his social security number. They looked it up, and they said, this ain't you. And he said, you are so right. All right. Um, goodbye. <laughs> and he just left and just kept getting jobs. Good the jobs. Thing, the thing that is the craziest to me is that he could remember all the names. 
would be really hard. <laughs> well, the thing that he's doing that's smart when you're a scammer is you don't change your whole name. So he's mm-hmm. keeping the Chris because there's so many Chris's in the world. And he's just mm-hmm. adding a little Sasson, a little Tahin, a little Chalula, <laughs> you know, to the last smart. name. And, smart. And, 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 you know, keeping it moving. Because if you change your first name a lot, then when people start calling you, you you might not remember what name you gave them. So if you, mm-hmm. they're like, John, Tony, like, who's, oh, that's me, right, I'm Tony. Um, yes, yes me, Tony. <laughs> what, what did you need? Sorry, sometimes I'll be uh, forgetting my name. Uh, what, what did you need? <laughs> because I'm a spy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a mission. No, so Chris, leaving your first name is Chris. That's what people don't call you anyway. So he was subsequently fired. <laughs> and found another job at another firm and skipped town when Connecticut troopers with questions about the Soho's missing truck began catching up to him. Chris reappeared in New York, this time under his most audacious identity yet. Clark Rockefeller. Wow. (laughs) Talk about just going to the top. He said, that tree? Yeah, that's my family tree. Yeah, that that one? We the Rockefellers. It's so verifiable. It's so good. <laughs> so Clark Rockefeller first started to become known in Manhattan around 1992 or 1993. So this is still when you know cell phones are a new thing. Aren't they in briefcases at this point? Like, <laughs> don't all the computers look green like ghosts? <laughs> Honestly, it was probably easy to be a computer whiz in the 90s. Like, what you have to know? Control, all delete. Yeah, turn it on. Oh, the whiz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not working? Turn it off and then turn it on again. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Mr. Rockefeller. <laughs> Did you try hitting it? Blow into the back of it. Just doing all the shit that you do to reset a Nintendo. Oh, a genius. So his story was that he was a Rockefeller and that his great aunt Blanche Blanchette, who had passed in 1992, willed him part of her estate, which was partially true and was the first act that majorly spread his name around New York as a Rockefeller. So Clark, so maybe he did get some coins from an aunt, but it obviously wasn't a Rockefeller. Okay. Clark also developed a friendship with his neighbor, an art dealer, whom he asked for assistance in appraising a large collection of his aunt's inherited paintings full of names like Rothko and Pollock, which those are like Jason Pollock. Like, come on now. Those are the coin coin paintings. Fun fact, his art dealer friend even tried to push him into purchasing a $300,000 Adolf Goatley painting from the Nodler Gallery? Oh, so many words in this episode. God bless me. But but he was disgusted when he saw it, saying that he doesn't buy paintings with green in them. Wow. (laughs) So in order to prove to his art dealer friend that he had coins, he was like, yeah, let me see the painting. 300,000? That ain't no thing. That ain't no thing. But he saw the painting, he was like, ugh, they use green? I don't want it. (laughs) Yeah, I see the Monet. I see the Monet. Why are the lily pads green? Mm, I don't want it. <laughs> what? But it, seriously, if it didn't have green in it, I would pay $300,000 for a painting. I got the money right I here. I would. Look, I have it. I have it. I just don't like green. <laughs> if it wasn't green, like, I would pay more for it. I'd pay a million dollars. If it don't, can they get rid of the green? Can they get rid of No? Okay, then we don't have a deal. I don't know what to tell you. It's fine. It's fine. So his parody of an eccentric rich person was so complete that he walked around with a radio device as if he had to report his location to security offices every few minutes. And his diet consisted mainly of cucumber and watercress crustless tea sandwiches and Pepperidge Farm cookies. Was okay. that? Yum. <laughs> <laughs> he was just, this is how he convinced 
we, we was rich. He was like, I need a watercress sandwich and a, and a Pepper Ridge farm, please. And water, water with bubbles in it. You know us riches. We can't drink that flat water pours and joy. And make it room temp. I'm very rich. <laughs> and um, a frappuccino, please. <laughs> Hold the frap. Extra chino for this billionaire. I'm convinced he's a Rockefeller. <laughs> Despite his eccentricities, Clark soon fell in love with Sandra Boss, an, ex- an impressive Stanford graduate businesswoman. Oh, no, not the businesswoman. Not the businesswoman of business. Oh, no. look, yeah, she's giving business. This haircut says, take me seriously in the boardroom. A cool collar. Right. This looks like she's in court testifying. They had a Quaker wedding, which allowed Clark to bypass many of the legalities of marriage. They only had to file paperwork, which Clark never did, and Sandra never checked. Much like how she never checked why he made no money. Now, sis. And now Sandra wrote this part. (laughs) Sandra! You let this man with his great hair and and his washboard abs and his his high fashion looks scam you? He never made no money. Y'all went to dinner and every time he said he forgot his wallet and nothing seemed odd to you. Well, he had a radio and he ate cucumbers. (laughs) You paid for all his watercress sandwiches and that didn't seem peculiar. Fuck. He put out a coin for a water or a crest and you still just fucking him and just not caring? Oh, <laughs> she was a businesswoman, though. You know, it's hard to be a businesswoman. She was probably very consumed with business. Yeah, busy. Busy girl. Busy. A busy Deborah, maybe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Seamless. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless. Shameless, seamless plug, guys. Watch Busy Deborah's HBO Max. You, you see what we do here. So... He ain't making no coins. Their marriage was observed to be outwardly formal and stiff. One friend even asked Sandra, how do you know he's really Clark Rockefeller and not some axe murderer on the lam? That was a very specific question from your homegirl who has great discernment. Cause I, I don't think that's real. <laughs> I don't Sandra, trust did that. did you add that? Because it seems too specific. She was like, how do you know he's Clark Rockefeller and not a man who lived in California and did chainsaw murders? And was originally studying film in University of Wisconsin. <laughs> how do you not know? And he how was awkward tell. and had lots of fantasies as a child in Germany. How do you not know that's who he really is? Little specific. <laughs> <laughs> so they moved to New Hampshire shortly before the birth of their daughter, where Clark firmly entrenched himself as the eccentric new character in town, even taking part in local plays. Now he doing plays. Now, I ain't dating no man who doing local plays for fun. If you <laughs> if you have a passion and you want to be an actor, sure, fine. Even that. Not my taste. But plays for fun? That's <laughs> where I draw the line. You don't you don't like a man with a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> You better get into, I don't know, uh, whittling or, or putting shit in a bottle. <laughs> the fuck? Golfing? Oh, no. Not him. No. Oh. No. No. Not the zoom in. This is embarrassing. <laughs> Judith, no, you did not zoom in on this photo. Judith, my producer is disrespectful. That's hilarious. I know he is not sitting over here in what is clearly spray-painted gold costuming. No. And, and and oh no, is he Caesar? Is this Julius Caesar? What is this? No. Can you imagine how embarrassing? How embarrassing to be a businesswoman and you gotta be like, all right, guys, we gotta close the boardroom early today. I gotta go to my husband's play. <laughs> no. 
She no. deserves so much more. So much more than this. <laughs> we all do. Clark continued to use Sandra's money to buy extravagant properties and act as a stay-at-home dad to raise Thoreau Mills' boss whom he called Snooks. That's their child. And that's four names. That's how you know you you raising a scammer child. Why you get it, baby, all them names? Too many <laughs> names. Eventually, Sandra had enough and wanted a divorce from Clark. Cut off from his wife's money, the divorce was ugly and contentious, and there was a thread that began unraveling in Clark's 30-year-long tapestry of lies when Sandra hired a lawyer and private investigator to investigate him. Unable to prove his past or to offer documentation for proof of any of his claims, Clark lost everything in the divorce, including the estates and his daughter. In exchange, he received $800,000, the most money he had ever had, and three supervised visits a year. What? This man, this man had nothing, nothing. $800,000. And he left with almost a million dollars of this business woman's money. I mean, the community theater is, is getting sets. The community theater is getting new costumes. <laughs> Yo, you know he was probably funded. That's probably how he got the lead roles. He would be like, all right, well, if y'all want some backdrops, then I need to be Caesar. I don't... <laughs> Auditions. Clark, don't audition. That's my name right now, Clark, right? It ain't Chris. Yeah, Clark. Clark, don't audition. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Jesus. So on July 27th, 2008, Clark, now going by Chip, this guy knows a white man name. <laughs> Clark, Chip, Chris. Chip. Chip. Okay, I'm waiting for Topher. <laughs> it's got to be next. <laughs> so we're getting to the end of this. Kidnapped his seven-year-old daughter during a supervised visit in Boston. Now, why can't you lead a baby out of it? You gonna be a criminal on the lamb. Lead a baby out of it. The baby has her businesswoman mama. Like, leave the baby alone. <laughs> he left such a confusing trail oh. that it took a 20-person FBI and Boston Police Force team and a wild goose chase over five days to track him down. So I'm looking at... Clark is not sexy enough for all this. Or mm -mm. Chip. Or Chris. And this daughter looks so cute. Oh, this She's poor baby. so cute. It's not her fault that her daddy's a scammer. That's just trash. Eventually, the FBI was able to lure him outside of his house where he was arrested right after he tried to walk away to get a turkey sandwich. So, <laughs> so Chip gets turkey sandwiches, but Clark likes watercress. Okay. Sandwich. You know what? You know what we, we cannot take away from him is he is doing his dramaturgy. He is creating he is. characters. <laughs> he is weaving a web. He's like, what is Clark's motivation today? Uh, robbery. Sandwich of choice. <laughs> yeah, what does he eat? How does he sleep? Who does he fuck? <laughs> he marries a businesswoman. Yes. <laughs> so according to one journalist, Chris interviews after, uh, like he arrested, when he got arrested, he did some interviews. So this is the journalist talking. He says, peppering his speech with verbal filigrees such as quite so and rather, rambled on about five or six, seven languages that he speaks, the historical novel about roots of Israel statehood he's writing, and work as a researcher of anything from physics to social sciences. So he's just up here just talking. <laughs> <laughs> and and if y'all don't remember, guys, we, we've said this before, and we're, we're getting to the end of Clark and his shenanigans. If people talking too much, if they're giving you too many details, if they're volunteering too much information, they are a liar. <laughs> it is so easy to spot 
Guys, if somebody's telling you all their accomplishments, how much money they got, how much money they spending, what they doing, and they're not inviting you, they're not spending the money on you, you're not getting on the yacht, they lying. <laughs> okay? It's too easy to find that shit. Now I'll be like, pull up your Insta. Let me see. Like, Show me. Oh, I want to see flying. a photo of you on the yacht. I'm you got no photos Instagram. of the yacht? <laughs> oh, the, lot, the yacht being clean right now. Hella barnacles. So, uh, yeah, no photos of the yacht. <laughs> fuck i just saw you googling yachts don't don't google yachts and then show me a screenshot (laughs) so in june 2009 christian was convicted of kidnapping his daughter and sentenced to a maximum of five years in prison the national spotlight on him brought renewed attention to the sohas murders and in march 2011 christian was charged in connection with john sohas's death on april 10 2013 a jury convicted christian of first degree murder and he later was sentenced to 27 years in prison why is he doing this side eye like you got me. <laughs> okay, well, I, and I do want to officially, on the record, retract what I said about him aging well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he aging like a banana now, but... Yeah. E- evil doesn't do a body good, it turns out. I mean, I don't know. It'll keep you alive. It may not keep you cute, but it will keep you alive. It will keep you. You will live forever, but you will look like shit. <laughs> yeah, you will look like Smeagol, but you will outlive us all and the roaches. So there's that for you. So I'm wondering what happened to Linda, though. Wasn't Linda also murdered as well? And, and we don't know if they didn't convict. But where did Linda go? Is Linda on the mission? <laughs> yeah, Linda... We don't know where Linda is. We don't know where Linda is. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertising. So come back for the saddest part of the show. It's where I have to let Mitra go. Robbery! This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Guys, we're back. It's time for the end. Scammer of the week. This is where we highlight an honorary charlatan or not. Maybe they're like Clark and Chris and Chip and, you know, maybe we hate them. So... (laughs) This November, the Justice Department accused three political operatives of running a scheme to mislead donors and enrich themselves, charging the men with defrauding people of $3.5 million in 2016 and 2017. Wow, one year, 3.5 mil. I'm into it so far. (laughs) The allegations involve two scam political action committees and include wire fraud, money laundering, and making false claims to the Federal Election Commission, the FEC. Scam packs often direct the money that they raise to back themselves as becoming like off, like basically like they'll be like, Hey, we raising this money for the democratic party or Hey, we raising this money. Cause I'm running for something. All right, cool. So they'll raise this money and then they'll just 
steal it. So this became obvious with the three men. Matthew Tunstall, 34, of Los Angeles. Tunstall has led a lavish lifestyle, posing as an internet influencer under the name Matt Knox, flashing Gucci rings, wearing designer accessories, and driving a black Porsche. Ooh, let me see Matt. The scam <laughs> included two packs linked to Tunstall, for which he had spent heavily to oh. recruit... <laughs> Wait. No. Wait. No. Man. No. <laughs> How y'all giving political action money to a man with a chest tattoo? No. And, and washboard abs. Everybody knows when you get into politics, you got a dad bod. Ain't nobody <laughs> in politics this sexy. <laughs> no, he is not the future. <laughs> he's not, he's taking pictures with the front-facing camera, doing this, doing the smooths, the prune, <sighs> where you purse your lips together, and you say prune, and you take the photo, and it makes you look sexy. He's doing selfies. He is like fully naked in one of those photos, and and we are we are we are giving him pack money. <laughs> <laughs> this man is not gonna get us no change. <laughs> No action, no justice. <laughs> He's not even gonna give us peace. This this Instagram profile is not giving peace. <laughs> is he at that German beer festival? Oh. Yeah, y'all giving y'all money to the man going to the German beer festival with the bad bitches and all the beers. <laughs> and y'all thought that he was gonna help the community. I cannot. <laughs> Honestly, he shouldn't go to jail for this because y'all wrong for giving him the money. The scam included two packs linked to Tunstall for which he had spent heavily to recruit small donors under false and misleading pretenses, including through robocalls that impersonated President Donald J. Trump. Oh. The, hello, it's me, Trump. Yes, I'm calling your house. Uh, I need some money for change and for uh, uh, racism. We got to get the blacks out. We got to get the browns out. They're coming. They're going to kill you. Anyway, and, donate And here. this guy is going to make it happen. He's a very sexy man. He's got abs. He goes to leader housing. Uh, <laughs> give him your money. So the indictment also includes Robert Race Jr. of Hollister, California, and Kyle George Davies, 29, of Austin, Texas, who are accused of defrauding donors of approximately $3.5 million based on false misleading representations and using those funds to enrich themselves. If all if they're all convicted on all counts, Mr. Tunstall and Mr. Race face a maximum of 125 years in prison, and Mr. Davies faces 65 years. Now, let me tell you why this is some bullshit. Clark murders, murderer ass got 27 years for murder and five for kidnapping. But because these people defrauded some Trump supporters, they got to go to under the jail for the rest of their life. Make it make sense. Make mm-hmm. it make sense. <laughs> nah, free my man, Matt. Free my man. <laughs> I'm raising money for you, Matt. I'm going to get a t-shirt with your abs on it. Like <laughs> Actress and comedian Lacey Mosley joins the legal team for Matt Tunstall. <laughs> I'm about to get on my Kim Kardashian shit. This is a miscarriage of justice. <laughs> Joe Biden, I demand the audience. <laughs> Hitting the books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to become a lawyer real quick. How can y'all say I got to go to law school? No, I'm going to just have lawyers come around me. That's That worked the same. That's what I heard. <laughs> lawyers come to my house, give me a law degree. Because this is not right. So, oh, man, what a turn. I'm going to say I support these people. They were just, they're scamming on hate. Like, they're doing robot calls. Like, do you hate the blacks? Donate to Matt. And follow him on Instagram. Like and subscribe on YouTube. So he can buy a weird silver basketball. (laughs) Follow him on TikTok. He makes the best dances. 
<laughs> he never steals them from black people. <laughs> Don't check. Like, <laughs> I'm for this. I, I, seen, I, I don't think anybody was hurt. Sounds like Matt's having a great life. I'm for it. Clark, now you can go to hell because you you a nasty man. But Matt, I love you. Guys, this is a long one. Thank you for your patience, Mitra. We're usually out of here so much quicker than this. Uh, I had a blast. So much fun. We always ask on the show, where would you like to be found? Where do you want people to find you and your things and the things they can watch you in and your brilliance? <laughs> um, watch Three Busy Debras. New season is out uh, sometime in 2022. Uh, we don't know yet. <laughs> we'll tell you when we do. Uh, and I'm on Instagram at Mitra Johari. Yes, and follow her on Instagram. Mitra does a lot of great work. She does a lot of great philanthropy. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you're looking where to give your coins and help people, Mitra's done a lot of great charity work as well uh, as being a genius. And follow her so you can get into the next season of Three Busy Debras after you've watched the first one. If you haven't watched the first one already, it's cute. HBO Max. Um, guys, as always... Snitch on your friends and your family at <laughs> scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. <laughs> and if you want to find me living my life, riding my bikes, and selling my houses, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, D-V-A-L-A-C-I on all platforms. If you want to see the photos of all this mess, Scam Goddess Pod on all platforms. Guys, get into that merch. Maybe we'll make some home passion merch. You need to. <laughs> I will buy that. <laughs> and wear it when you do your home page. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Guys, congregation, stay scheming. Damn goddess. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.